Hello there and welcome to Transatlantic Touchdown, the only NFL pod that you need this side of the pond. And joining me as always after our extra long Christmas break is Ethan Walsh, even though he's wearing the wrong jersey yet again, <laughs> and William Godwin. Gents, I'm so happy that you've joined me again once once again after this Christmas break. Uh, it was lovely to have some time away, as I'm sure you guys are probably, you're probably happy you had time away from Will, to be honest. Yeah, so, actually, I'm feeling refreshed now. Feeling um, refreshed, yes, I, I agree. I can, I can now listen to Will bang on about the Giants. For the, for the well, and that is going to happen now because we're not only back from the Christmas break, but we're back straight into NFL action. The first round of playoffs recently happened, and we're going to go to the New York Giants first because there's no way that we can't because there was a big upset in Minnesota, Will. No, you mean upset. Um, also, <laughs> which Giant are you asking? Out of the two of us, which Giant are you asking? I've I said this before, Saquon Barkley jersey, okay? Saquon Barkley fan. It's the Giants jersey. And he went off, so... It's a Saquon Barkley jersey, Will. Thank you. Saquon thank you, Barkley thank you. jersey, yeah. Oh, two of you grow up. It's the Giants win! <laughs> Come on! But look, it was it was a huge win for the New York Giants. And, you know, straight away you pick out Saquon Barkley as a, as a big you know, key individual for that New York Giants team. I'd like to come at you, um, actually, uh, although Saquon Barkley had a fabulous game, uh, Dan Jones has the third most rushing yards of any other player in the playoffs currently now, as things stand, which for a quarterback is very impressive to be up there with the other running backs. Oh, it was unreal. It was amazing. Uh, I was what I was following along, obviously, because I didn't have a subscription because I can't afford it, but I was following along the game on the app and just play after play, Oh, Daniel Jones had rushed for this many yards. I was thinking, eh? His, you know, his the season's been a bit, you know, give and take, shall we say? But certainly, if this form continues for the playoffs, I'm going to be a very happy. Well, there were next times week. throughout this season, and we spoke about it on the pod before, where you were slightly concerned about perhaps the longevity of Daniel Jones in this squad, and is he now a QB one to take forward into the future? Because you know he's certainly not your Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr, where he might necessarily be holding the team back. He's someone that could grow into that role. Do you mm-hmm. want to keep him now? I mean, it's it's difficult. Like he's never made it to the playoffs, so we really didn't know what kind of monster was going to be unleashed Mate, you can't say he's never made it the giants never made it like for uh, years we, for years it was the first playoff win since 2012 for us okay that's over a decade there we go but we made the playoffs in i think 2016 but we didn't we just you know that was the first win since 2012 i'm not you know i'm not saying he's the he's the next qb1 i don't think he's a franchise qb i still don't i just think it's going to be extremely interesting to see how well he can perform over the playoffs and postseason, given that he started so well. Now, the reason that I I, I come in and I say, look, it's it's a bit of an upset actually, you know, from a from a Minnesota Vikings perspective, is they they went into the you know the playoffs as the number two seed. Arguably, there were points in the season where they could have been the number one seed because wins should have gone their way. You know, performances should have you know gone their way as well, but. To lose in the first round of playoffs against the New York Giants, who weren't one of the highest seeded uh, teams in this playoffs, um, but you know we're happy we're there for you. They're there for you. Sorry, Will. Um, <laughs> Stop talking through gritted teeth. <laughs> but but when we look at the the Vikings' performance, Ethan, it wasn't exactly the team that we've seen play all year round. Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, I'm pretty sure you boys have said Kirk Cousins, you know, is that guy a QB? And I've 
been hesitant. I've been like, I don't think he is. I think they need to move on from him. And I think he, this, he's he's definitely a QB. He's just not. He's not the QB for no. Minnesota though. So I think they need to move on from him. And I think that the loss to the Giants of all teams, the Giants, even though they've had a stellar season, I mean that just proves that they do need to move on from. Uh, is it a desperate sort of like number one priority for the Vikings as things stand? I, I'd say so, yeah, because they got the star wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Their O-line's decent. Uh, they can get away with it, and the defense is really good. So, I mean, the only thing I can see really is is QB that's really holding them back. Um, I mean, they can run the ball. But, but where do they look? Cousins is going to come back next season as a running back. I'm, call, I'm, just, I'm calling it now. <laughs> but where, where do Minnesota look then for a new QB? You know, they're, they're too far down the draft order in that first round to, to really pick up someone that's going to be um, that's going to be a good quarterback, someone that's going to be a good franchise QB for the future going forward. But I, I say that, but Mr. Irrelevant will get to later on in the pod, you know, the last ever pick of the draft. And, you know, he is he's popping off for San Francisco, you might say. But when you look across to the, uh, the free agent market, for quarterbacks, as it were, not the draft. All of a sudden, Minnesota's options become very restricted, Ethan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Derek Carr said he's not going back to the Raiders, which is interesting. I know Will likes a bit of Derek Carr. Um, I don't rate him that much. I think he's all right. I mean, he's done. He hasn't done badly. I think he did better. You just like him because it means that you made postseason. <laughs> like the fact that he sucked meant that it was another chance for you to not suck. I mean, there have been much worse teams than us in regular season, so I'm. I think I'm just happy regardless. I don't think. I don't think anything else really swipes this pod at the moment. Like you can't say anything to me today because, you know, we're playing. I mean, we're playing the Eagles. That's interesting. But no, the Giants are having a really good postseason, and um, I look forward to ruining Ethan's weekend. Absolutely not. Well, we'll we'll move on to uh, you know previewing the games that are coming up this weekend, but for now we'll move on to another game from the NFC side of the playoffs. The San Francisco 49ers up against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, that was a fantastic game to watch. I mean, I don't know how you guys viewed it, but I certainly viewed it as the 49ers have got a difficult decision coming up in the summer. No matter what, no matter how far they get through this current Super Bowl campaign in the, in the playoffs. They've got to keep Brock Purdy. They've got to keep him in there. I mean, I did claim it was uh, it was looking real Purdy before we had our Christmas break. With your southern um, draw. <laughs> looking mighty Purdy out there for San Francisco. I did say it was Purdy time. So, I mean, you know, San Fran do have a really big decision. Obviously, they invested heavily in Trey Lance and Jimmy G. Um, I'm pretty sure his contract's decent. But... Jimmy G possibly out of there with two young guys coming through. It's just, it's interesting. To Do they me. trade Jimmy G to the Minnesota Vikings then? I mean, we've just we've just discussed the Minnesota Vikings as they are in desperate need of a quarterback. Jimmy G is probably the one that is going to be pushed out of the 49ers team. Trey Lance will fall into QB2, arguably. So is that where he goes? I, I think they had this conversation when Jimmy G moved from the Patriots. Like, Brady goes... Jimmy G's left. They needed. A, they waited until they got a franchise QB. They got Mac Jones. Jimmy G went to San Fran. San Fran started doing okay. I think Jimmy G's just a replacement QB. He's not an outright QB one. Someone's. Uh, I think it was um, one of the reporters. I think from ESPN said that uh, if Purdy's 
if Purdy's there, Jimmy G is not QB1. He is a QB2 at best. And then when Trey Lance comes back, I mean, Trey Lance isn't exactly bad, is he? So, go on. The, the way I look at it is from a financial point of view, obviously Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant, as you mentioned, his contract. Cheap. <laughs> very cheap. Very, very cheap. So, if they go with Brock Purdy, they can just go all out. Every other position. Do you reckon they're going to try and sign him on for a multi-year deal quickly before he gets to... if Say say he takes them to the Super Bowl and Mr. Irrelevant mm-hmm. wins Super Bowl. That's going to be a ridiculous jump in the price of his contract, isn't it? Because obviously he's I, on I the cheapest... I think we've already seen contract. that ridiculous jump in his contract. Oh, because yeah. he's the first rookie quarterback to ever beat Tom Brady. If they so quarterbacks that have faced Tom Brady in their rookie season have never won against him, and he's gone and he's broken that mold. And not only has he broken that mold, but he looks like the strongest rookie QB this year, despite playing fewer games than the other rookie QBs that have come in to be starters. I don't think um, Tom Brady is. I mean, I I know he's had a great record, but this year, I think everything's gone a bit downhill for him. Um, and also, he was, uh, I think he was, what, 7-0 and against the Cowboys? He'd never lost to the Cowboys. And then, obviously, all, the Cowboys weren't exactly a... They're quite well, a before str- we move into the rabbit hole of the Cowboys <laughs> match, let's try and wrap up this San Francisco game. Sorry. Um, the 49ers obviously looked really strong with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Debo again on the ball as well. Um, Geno Smith basically only had DK Metcalf as his only option, really, throughout most of that match. That's that's how I read that game. He seemed to be the only one that could actually catch and make good yards for, for Seattle, unfortunately. I mean, how do you guys view their season? Because actually, they've done a lot better than people would have said at the start of the year. Yes, yeah, Seattle definitely have done more than anyone I think would have expected them to. I mean, Gino led them to playoffs, um, and he's recently come out and said, you know, he wants to stay in Seattle. That's that's sort of his city. So, I mean, good on him. He he, he played well. Seattle played well to get to the playoffs, um, and to come up against a very strong 49ers side, unfortunately. Well, I uh, yeah, uh, Purdy said afterwards that George Kittle is a beast. Um, t- I was actually surprised when I looked at the numbers that he's actually put up s- almost the same numbers as um, Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. And even though we know Travis Kelsey is a touchdown machine, George Kittle isn't actually that far behind him. I think he only like in his first five seasons or something like that, he's only like a couple behind. Um, so I, I really do think we could see some progress from him and obviously Fortnite's are so strong so I don't think they had a chance no that's that's completely fair and like we've we've had the discussion now about the, the 49ers quarterback situation um, from the same match it seems only fair that we discuss about it from a, from a Seattle point of view losing Russell Wilson your franchise QB at the start of the year to the Denver Broncos which has not worked out at all uh, but we're going to do a proper full NFL season roundup where we'll be able to rip into him in more detail um, in the coming weeks but just looking at Seattle now with Gino, no one would have said that he is a franchise QB or a QB that Seattle should use going forward at the beginning of the year. We get to the end of the year now. They've made playoffs. They put up a fight against the 49ers for a lot of that match. Do they continue with him? Yeah, I think they keep on running Gino, um, at least for another year or two. Um, see what he can do. See if he can replicate the season and go back to the playoffs. But, I mean, Gino played well. Gino got them to the playoffs. So... If you're Seattle, you've got to be happy with that, really. Will, Gino? Uh, honestly, I think he's done a phenomenal job. 
so much so that I had him as a backup in my fantasy. <laughs> um, I'm honest, I didn't use him much because I had Joe Burrow. But honest, he's really done the Seahawks proud this season with, like you said, Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. I don't know why you jump onto a sinking ship, but you know he's done it. So, oh, it has sunk. Exactly. Big time. Yeah, it's it's like. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> it's like sorry I had a bit of a voice crack there thought I'd it's alright don't worry <laughs> um, we all grow up one day <laughs> <laughs> yeah still yet to have that day um, yeah uh, I can't what I was saying the ship was sinking oh yeah it's a bit I was going to say it's a bit like tying an anchor to your foot and jumping off the boat but you know he did it Major, major bed line it and Geno Smith has capitalised on that. I'm actually quite glad that he, it's gone the way that it has for them. Obviously, like we said, San Fran is an extremely strong. San Fran is an extremely strong side. Um, honestly, uh, yeah, it was it, it was going to be a tough match, whichever way you look at it. But um, yeah, credit to Geno Smith. Well, we're going to move on now to the game that you wanted. You, you started going down the rabbit hole of it, and I can see Ethan is he's limbering up because he's ready to talk about this in a bit more detail. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home in the playoffs on a losing record. I'm going to start with that headline first because that's a pretty big deal. Despicable. <laughs> Despicable. But they were hosting the Dallas Cowboys in a playoff match, and the Dallas Cowboys... I'm not exactly known for strong playoff runs as of recent years, but you know Brady's team on a losing record. Surely they were always destined to be the winners, but I don't think that's how everyone saw it. I'm actually going to get let Will go first on this one, James, because uh, I know he has a few strong words about Tom Brady and uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, he seemed to say goodbye after the match. Before we even get into the match, Tom Brady seemed to have been, he was talking in a way that it implies that, you know, he's not coming back. You know, he was thanking everyone. He didn't seem very happy about what had happened for the season overall, let alone that evening against the Dallas Cowboys. Is this the last time that we see him in, in a press conference in an NFL game? He should have quit while he was ahead. Like I think we we discussed this earlier. He should have stopped after he the, had that Super Bowl at the, the Raymond Bucks. James Stadium. Yeah, he should stop there. Should have been it. Uh, the weekend had a fantastic halftime performance. I'm just I'm throwing that out. Ironically, there ironically, well. he, that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, ironically, he'd promised everybody else that he was going to stop after that, including some people quite close to him. So I think with. Obviously, he's had a lot of drama happen off the field this year. I think uh, it was always going to be a tough one, but he's not. He is, just isn't. He's got the the brain that everyone, if we could dip into his brain and all the quarterback knowledge he has, unbelievable. But he doesn't have the physical ability to um, execute that uh, anymore. So I think, yeah, like I said, he should have quit while he's head. And the Dallas Cowboys, I will admit, have had a good season. Um, I know they're divisional rivals of mine, but uh, they they played well, strong performance. So yeah, I, could, I can't fault them. But then it's the easy. It was the easiest match they were going to have going into the playoffs, getting the only team on a losing record, which I might add. Uh, Pittsburgh were Pittsburgh on a winning record, weren't they? Before we were the on playoffs. a winning record at the end of the but, season. I'm glad that you but, brought uh, this up, William. Little sidebar. 
we actually uh, we finished on a positive. We finished on a winning record. Yeah. Yes, we didn't make postseason. Yes, Miami made it ahead of us because we lost to Miami in the regular season. That does not matter because we actually finished nine and eight, and that to me is the big win for this season. Even though Pittsburgh were on a winning record at the end of the season, James, and they were level with Miami. Miami got through because they beat you, um, but the Bucks got through on a losing record. That must sting. No, because the NFC South sucks, essentially. All of those teams, I look across all of them and I go, we could beat every single one of you, genuinely. So You could, but they still made postseason you didn't. Well, I guess that's what happens when you don't come from the real side of the NFL. Um, now, before we turn across to the AFC, we are going to quickly talk about the Cowboys' performance from the perspective of, uh, of Dak Prescott. You know, a lot has been spoken about him throughout the year and even when he went out at the beginning of the year due to injury... Their reserve QB2 stepped up, kept getting the wins for, for the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone was like, you know what? Maybe we don't need Dak. And actually, maybe Dak's the problem. Dak comes back. Oh, Dak comes back. Look at me, Dr. Zeus over here. Um, <laughs> Dak comes back, starts playing amazingly, starts stringing together these wins for the Dallas Cowboys. And now he's just won in postseason. Yes. Um, and I don't want to take away from his success. But it could be a make-or-break season for Dak. If he does not get to that Super Bowl, I think the Cowboys may just look at other options because, like I said, they did well with a backup QB, um, Cooper Rush. So do they need to pay him all that money, which they are? I mean, Jerry's got a lot of it, but I'm sure Jerry would like to save a little bit of uh Well, because then he can spend elsewhere in the team, can't he? Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, where, other than a, a star-spangled QB, are you going to spend as the owner of the Dallas Cowboys? You could go D-line. You could get good pass rush. You could get a premier corner. Uh, you got Diggs out there. You could get another corner to pair with him. Have a shutdown, no-fly zone. You could get a stud wide receiver. I mean, look what Tyreek did for Miami. Um, James again, would know about that. Again, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, like I said, star pass pass rush to go alongside Micah, um, coming off the other edge maybe, um, or even someone to pair up with Trayvon Diggs. That's what I think uh, they could do. I'm kind of worried that I need to put some sort of like COVID screen up between the two of you because I got a little bit a uh, little bit aggressive there from, uh, know, from yourself, yeah. Ethan. Because I mean, you actually just sounded like a real NFL expert, and and Will didn't. <laughs> He's, um, I so mean, before, before I we, he, you know, he squared down, up to me. Before we fall down a rabbit hole of, of talking about one side of the NFL, let's go across to the AFC. Now, obviously, Kansas City are through as the number one seed, um, controversially, not controversially, you know, that game that hasn't actually happened against the Bills and the Bengals. You know, could the Bills have gone through as the number one seed? We we won't know. We never will know. All we know is that we send our best wishes to DeMar Hamlin, uh, to the whole Bills squad, um, to his entire family and anyone who was affected by the events in that game. Um, but we are going to talk about how both the Bills and the Bengals did in postseason. I'm going to start with the Bengals because I don't feel like we need to spend much time on it because it was just an easy breezy walk through to the next round. Well, this is your actual team that you root for, not the Giants, so I'll let you take this one. Um, He's speechless. <laughs> it was that good. It was brilliant. The, it was superb. I it was great. Wait, no, that's a tiger, isn't it? Basically yeah, a Bengal. Tiger. Basically yeah. a Bengal, though, when yeah. you look at the orange and black. Wait. so Bengal tigers. So There we go. It was great. Famously, that is why he's going to be face painted up as a tiger <laughs> at the end of this when the eagles win yeah i do agree 
hey, no, no, all that needs to happen, all that needs to happen for that is the Eagles to win or the or you know the Bengals to win. I don't like genuinely if he has to get painted up. I'm not too bothered by the fact that his Bills beat the Bengals as long as they lose in the final. That's fine. No, I let's, would quite let's like not talk about the Bills versus Bengals yet. We are getting around to that. Will you're just too keen and too <laughs> eager to say, and you clearly I'm didn't sorry. read the notes. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the fact that the Bengals had a really easy game. You know. Right, the Ravens couldn't put up much of a fight. They aren't the the team that everyone kind of bigs them up to be at the beginning of the season. They were without Lamar Jackson yet again. He's resting his knee, potentially looking at coming back in next season, but also without a contract currently for next season. So not only have the Ravens got to sort that out, but they also couldn't sort themselves out quick enough to be able to put up much of a fight against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who all, it always were going to be the winning side and always looked like the better side in that match. And it was, to be fair, it was a lot closer than I think, definitely I thought it was going to be. Um, I think we had, a, the Bengals had a couple of missed opportunities. Um, I feel like they, they switched off in moments and yes, that's what let the Ravens come into the game. But, yeah. that, but that comes with that whole complacency of they were like, we know we're going to win this fixture. We know we're going through... Um, but then when they actually, you know, when they put themselves in gear and, you know, they bucked up their ideas, they were by far the better team on that pitch. Yeah, they've just got quality all over the field. I mean, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that connection is just unreal. And the experience they've had in college has definitely come across to the NFL. Um, I mean, Travis Huntley did well for the Ravens. Um, everyone's sort of blaming him and saying, if we had Lamar Jackson, we would have won, blah, blah, blah. But I mean... I can't blame Lamar for not playing because his health first and foremost comes first, um, especially what we've seen recently in the NFL. Um, Absolutely, look, he's got to he's got to look after his career, um, and we we've seen it as well with players that try and rush back with these fancy braces that they wear and all of their joints, uh, and then actually they make the injuries worse by playing with them, and then that's the end of their career kaput. You know, they 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 can't go forward any further. Um, but but will you know this this Ravens side, you know at times in the season were top of the AFC North. Will they be kicking themselves that they fell behind the Bengals? Or do you think that they've kind of got it justified because Lamar Jackson wasn't starting for them in this sort of second part of the year? I think they'll be kicking themselves that Lamar Jackson didn't start for them. Um, but having said that, Tyler Huntley didn't do a bad job. Travis. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm literally looking at it. A look of shock and horror in Statsman's face when he thought, says, wait, hang on a second. No, because he says, Travis. I'm like, oh, no, because I'm looking at it. If I'd have just gone, yeah, you know, uh, Tyler Huntley, and he go, Travis, my bad, sorry, Travis. But I've actually, you know. William, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm very hyped up, mate. <laughs> That was like your Uncle Brit impression all of a sudden. That was the proper South Wales. Joking I am. I'm joking, joking I am. Now, how long I don't know why that suddenly came across as like a farmer. In but the like, you know, yeah, joking I am. But yes, so the Baltimore Ravens would be kicking themselves, but they didn't have Lamar Jackson to play with. However... Yeah, sorry. Um, Please continue. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. The Tyler Huntley's done really well. I think, obviously, they'll be kicking themselves that didn't have their number one QB. Uh, but he has done really well. In fact, in the game that they've just played, uh, he scored more yards than Burrow. Uh, he got two more... He got a t touchdown more than Burrow, so he got two, Burrow got one. Um, 
and you know they had fairly similar like completion rates like so if you're competing with Joe Burrow when you're a replacement QB I think you know you're doing okay the, it, purely I don't think they could compete with the Bengals as a team the, I think the Bengals are a far stronger team um, but like you said they switched off here and there um, the Bengals did so this is where the, the Ravens capitalised on it now, turning our attention to another game uh, in the AFC side of uh, of the playoffs, the Miami Dolphins are out. They're done. They're finished. <laughs> Does it hurt more that they're out after the first round when you could have had that chance? Or... Oh, no, because we'd have lost the Bills as well because the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. But that's a different story. Never mind. Anyhow, I was a little Meryl Streep into the woods. Musical theatre geniuses will know that. Um, so the Bills played the Miami Dolphins and it was a very close game, unlike the Bengals-Ravens matchup. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I don't think anyone was expecting that. I mean, he he was like, to me, oh, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. They've got this. Miami aren't going to win. It's fine. And I was like, no, 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 James, look, look, look at the score. It's so close. I was literally standing by my phone going, oh my God, they could win. <laughs> it was so close. It was literally like three points at a time. Like um, touchdown following touchdown. Literally, they were so tightly matched. But but you've got to say though, that this, this Bills team are essentially wanting to win the Super Bowl. They want to win it for DeMar. That's what is fueling this team at the moment and fueling this drive, which, you know, yes, the, the game was close, but in terms of actual motivation for any team across the league to win the Super Bowl right now, they are top of the charts. And all all of the bookies still have them as a top favourite. And they're actually the fan number one favourite at the moment from the Catch the Blitz stats that they've been posting on their social media. I completely agree that, you know, their motivation will be unmatched with the rest of the NFL wanting to win for Damar. And, you know, what a story that would be. And that would cap off a, a great season and do a lot of good. Um, but... They did almost lose to a Dolphins team with a backup QB. I mean, Tua wasn't and Tyreek Hill. Well, yeah, and Tyreek. There we go. But but it's still a backup QB. Do Skyler the Bengals Thompson. have Tyreek Hill? No, they don't. Do they have Jamar Chase? Yes, they do. <laughs> um, should they be worried? Maybe a little bit. But they're through to the next round. God, that makes me sound like a presenter on The X Factor. <laughs> they're in the judge's house. Um, no, they're through to the next round. They're facing the Bengals next. But this this showing in Miami, well, against Miami, sorry, not in Miami, this showing against Miami shows their resilience. It shows how they can pull the result together, even when it kind of looks like things aren't going the way and in their favour. And actually, it shows off Josh Allen's man management of that game superbly. I think uh, I'd just like to dip into the fact that, you know, so we've, on one of the previous episodes, you've stated that the fan base of the Bills is the best in terms of... It is, yeah. 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 So the community and sort of that sense. So when that happens to... To Mahaman. There you go. Just because it sounds... Because he, he, he knows almost every name in the Freeze. NFL. So it's like, you know... Do you want to get to your point, Will, or waste more time sorry. on the podcast? So sorry, James. So for Damar, I think the, enti- the entire Bills community rose up to that. Every team in the NFL did it as well. I think it was awesome. I think that's definitely something they've definitely now got to fight for um, going into this Bengals match. Before that did happen, 
the Bengals were winning. I know that I, it's not really a stat. I do. Do you, dig, do you have it on your mind though, as as a as an opposition coming to face the Bills now? Do you have it in the back of your minds that the motivation that these players have right now and who they're playing for and why they're playing for it and you know that's surely got to affect performance on on some level as well, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think the Bills will come out firing, but then I think it's going to come down to the Bills. They came so close last year. It who wants it more? Um, I'd love it. Would be it would be a bit of a fairy tale if the Bills got to the Super Bowl, then won it, and you know they did this whole thing for Demar. But I I will back the Bengals because I, they're my Super Bowl choice, and I genuinely I do think they've got a chance, especially as previously it's gone the Bengals way. Now before we run out of time on talking about what's happened uh, this weekend. I need us to talk about what is arguably, I know I've already said big upset, but what is arguably the biggest upset in the playoffs so far, the fact that the Jags beat the Chargers. Like, what is going on right now? Like, what is going on? The biggest upset, I think, is the way they did it. If it had just, if it had been close, I don't think it would have been as mm. big, but because they came from, what, 27-0 down, I think it was. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, it was unreal comeback. Um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence celebrated in a Waffle House. I mean... <laughs> I would. I, to be fair, if I'd scored 28 unanswered points, I, I'd go to Disneyland, you know, like just straight up. It's just such a typical, like, Florida, Jacksonville thing to do. I mean, like Will said, 27-0 down, and then they just... Just... Bosh. Yeah, Bosh. Now, now, interesting question, bosh. actually, on this whole Trevor Lawrence thing. Uh, if you were in his shoes, you just want a playoff game, what waffles are you having? What waffles are you going to have at Waffle House? I don't know what waffles they do. I know what ones I'd want. But I'm interested to know what you would want. Savory or sweet? Oh, it's got to be sweet. Boys. He's thinking about yeah. it. That's worrying. It's got to be sweet. It's a waffle. It's just wrong to have a savoury waffle. If it was like potatoes or fries. Why would I want a potato waffle? I'm no oh my god. I want a waffle waffle. I'm just saying, James. But I want a waffle waffle. I don't I don't want a potato waffle. That's you are waffling. Goodness me. Honestly, boys. I think I'd just have a plain waffle with a bit of ice cream. That that's that would do me. Nothing you fancy. have so much choice. Yeah, but and that, mate, that's like getting a, a, a meal deal with water, a ham sandwich, and raised sorted crisps. Yeah, again, I agree with him. Not a bad choice. No, that is not, a bad choice. Not that I do. No, that, that is that, 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 that is a bad choice. Like, think of the variety that's available for you in that Tesco meal deal sections. Other meal deals and supermarket retailers <laughs> are available. But you know, think of the you've got your club sandwiches, you've got your wraps, you've got your your all day breakfast, you've pasta. got your triple breakfast, you've got pasta, you've got salads. But, yeah, but, but, but before you even go, the only time that is ever acceptable mm-hmm. is if you're ill and you have to have bland food because your health is important. Health is wealth in 2023, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we hope that you join us in also, you know, celebrating the health is wealth. And, you know, hydration is key, as uh, Will will probably tell you. I'm, I'm just saying, boys, <laughs> a, a, a waffle with a bit of ice cream can't oh, That's boring. We're going to move on from that, Will. I want to <laughs> know what your You're your waffling waffle is. so badly right now. What's your waffle going to be, Will? My waffle, uh, it's got to be a bit of Nutella, maybe a bit of... Um, oh. A uh, bit of caramel, maybe. You know, just literally, if I'm going to have something, you know, that's bad for me, I'm going all in. So basically, anything which will not make the waffle t- taste like a waffle anymore. You just want to cover it all. 
It, it, right, okay. The so, whole point of a so waffle is to put stuff on it. you've made a rubbish decision. You've made a weird decision. I'm going to come at you with the correct decision. I would make them have, uh, well, make them make for me, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, a Biscoff Bonanza waffle stack. And the waffles themselves are going to have peanut butter M&Ms inside of them because I've had it here in the UK. You can get it done where you can have chocolate inside the actual waffle batter and then they cook that waffle and serve it to you. Yes, it's essentially diabetes on a plate, but that is how I'd want to celebrate an AFC playoff win. That's not what I'm... I'm just going to say, I'd change my answer because I've had it before. I just realised Nutella, cream, uh, whipped cream, strawberries. Strawberries are too healthy. Um, so yeah, this Biscoff Bonanza would also involve like crushed Biscoff, you know, in, in the layers on top, chocolate flakes, a little bit of whipped cream. I'm not a fan of ice cream on on waffles and, and pancakes. I feel like it just makes them really soggy. But whipped whip cream, like the, you know, squirty cream out of the can. I'm back like ice cream. Best. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, Ethan I'm is very wrong. basic in my, in my waffle choice. And these two just want to drown the waffle. So they don't actually taste the waffle anymore. So there's actually no point in them having mate, the mate, waffle. Mate, my waffle's got peanut butter M&Ms in. I don't know what you're talking about. In the first place. Well, with the waffling done, this is normally the point of the program where we'd have the front court sport pick of the week. But as there's only, there's literally set games from either side of the NFL for the AFC and NFC, we're just going to talk about all of them. But this is a great opportunity, actually, to mention our lovely sponsors, Front Court Sports Clothing. They're based in South Wales. They are a local business. They're a business run by some friends. And we love the fact that we can support them on this channel and they're trying to support us on our journey. And I'm actually wearing something from their range, something that's quite fetching. It's a you look Steelers great. Jumper. I, I feel great, you know. Even though it's a Steelers jumper, you look great. I feel great. I do. Do you know what? They've got a really nice Minnesota Vikings one as well. Lovely purple colour. It is nice. It is nice because they've actually taken some pictures of Will in it. And it's going to hopefully go up on their on their online store at some point in the near future where you'll be able to check me and Will out and all of this gear and also buy some for your own. So make sure you check them out on Instagram at FC Sports Clothing. And you can also find them on their eBay store if you just search Front Court Sports Clothing. Uh, they had a very busy Christmas um, as as did we, because yep. we were we were waiting for this opportunity to talk about <laughs> NFL again. You know, Will was probably sat by the door, just gazing out into the into the clouded wilderness of Surrey, going, "Man, I wonder what the guys are doing right now." You know, Ethan was you know living his life, and I was too busy. Um, so basically, I have no life. Is where this is going. Uh, so, although I will say, I will wear that Vikings jersey now that we've beaten them. It's not an issue anymore. That's fair. That's completely fair. Right. So let's let's turn our attention to to this weekend to the games that are coming up. We'll start on the AFC side of things because we didn't start with them um, when we're speaking about the initial uh, round of games that we've just witnessed. So the Bengals are playing the Bills, which I would argue is possibly a mini Super Bowl before we even get to the Super Bowl. Thoughts? I'd agree. Yeah, agreed. Well, that was easy. Um, If you've enjoyed this in-depth analysis and football punditry, unlike anything you've seen before, then come back next week for stuff of a similar calibre. What was that, guys? Sorry. What was that? But I was just so shocked that we were all in agreement. I just went, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I... Exactly. It doesn't happen often, no. does it? I think but, that's but the it, second time it's happened. It's a huge game. Oh, unbelievable. It's a huge game. Yeah. It is I, a huge game. I think it really is a battle of the quarterbacks. Both sides, have, yes, both sides, they've got amazing wide receiver cores. They've got a great O-line, D-line. They've got great you know, offensive linebackers who are going to really put the QBs under pressure. They've got great safeties and corners. They, they've got the lot. But the standout players in the in this game will be their quarterbacks. The, the men who are on the pitch in the middle, commanding everything and actually trying to get the result for their teams. Uh, yeah, I think, it, like you said, it would be battle of the quarterbacks. I think it will also be battle of the WR1s. 
Chase versus Diggs. What do we think? I kind of, I rate them so similarly to each other. Yes, J- Jamar Chase had a fantastic breakout rookie year last season um, and was arguably one of the best players in that Super Bowl final despite losing. Um, but this season, again, he's been consistently you know, playing well week in, week out. Teams have been able to shut him down now because they know how he plays. They know that he's a threat. So they obviously focus a lot of you know defense around him. But I wouldn't say that makes him any better or any worse than Diggs. No, no, I'd no. say they're quite even in terms of how they're matched. But to be fair, the person who's actually going to get the ball to them is the one that matters. Because if you can't get the ball to them, there's no point in trying to compare the two of them. I'm actually going to take things back to how they should be and disagree with Will. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a battle of WR1s, unfortunately, mate. Running backs. Um, no, no. Defense. I, I, I think it'll be just QBs. which team matches up. Anything that I don't say. No, just which team can match up against the other better? Which team can scheme better? Because the, the WR1s, Diggs and Chase still get a lot of attention around the field. So other players will have to step up. Burrow and Allen will have to feed a lot of people. Um, they can't just go to them every single play, which I'm, they would love to, but won't be able to. So I really think it's just how the coaches scheme up against the opposition. That's really going to... That's what's going to win the game. But Burrow has been to a Super Bowl. I mean, he's got that experience. Can he go back to another one? I can't see why not. Right, so we're going to have to move on because we need to get across a lot of games now um, because we're going to need to talk about all of them. But in five seconds, Ethan, you've got to give me a winner for that match because I already know who Will wants to win. I know I want the Bills to win, mm-hmm. but who is actually going to win this fixture? Um, I'd love to see the Bills win for Demar Hamlin, but... It's hard to see against the Bengals, and that would mean that James is out with a Super Bowl bet. Well, there you go. So that is the pick. We go as a group. We're going with the Bengals win, even though I strongly disagree with that, uh, mainly because I don't want to look like a, a Joe Burrow fanboy. Um, right, you look like another a tiger. Game, another game that's happening this weekend. Kansas City Chiefs, the number one seed, are being brought into this playoff season, but they have arguably got a super easy game. William, would you like to take this one? Mate, far away, you go first. Yeah, Casey are going to win easily. I don't even think we need to spend no. much time on it. I, I mean, obviously, I know we didn't spend much time on <laughs> on the other game initially. But, um, yeah, the Kansas City are going to walk all over the Jags. We just know this is going to happen. You know, kudos to the Jags setup, though, for getting this far. Kudos to Trevor Lawrence uh, for, you know, in his second, only his second season in the NFL, getting a playoff win uh, with a team that he has at his disposal. That is quite impressive for, for a quarterback with his experience. Yeah, I mean, unbelievably impressive, and that says a lot about Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I think his run comes to an end at the hands of Casey and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, um, I, I am. I'm actually going to stay on the fence for this one. I, I, gen, I honestly, can, you're I, telling me you don't know which way this game's going to go. I know which way. That'd is be like pro- me handing you an Oreo and a Jaffa cake and saying which one is the better biscuit. There's only one biscuit in that conversation. That was controversial topic. It was a bit of a poor choice of comparison. Anyway, what a Jaffa cake? The clue is in the name. No, I know hard it's when a cake. Left out. Right? Can we not and have this rabbit hole? And so and a Jaffa cake goes hard. Get and, back. Whereas biscuits go soft when left so out. The, yeah, so the matter at hand. And an Oreo goes soft. So. Which is the great league of the NFL? Yes, and I'm only going to I'm only going to say this. I'm going to stay on the fence purely because anything can happen in the NFL, and this is. We with I no, don't no, think wait, that, wait, wait, I don't wait. think it's the same case, Mr. Arrowhead Stadium. You you are neglecting that. The Chargers should have won the match. 
against the Jags. They didn't. Again, we're saying the Chiefs should beat the Jags. The ja- you know, say, you I never know. The Chargers and the Jags was a more even match than the Chiefs and the Jags. I'm just saying, anything can happen. Chiefs are going to win. Chiefs are going to win. Chiefs moving are going to win. Next game but now. Moving happen. on to the other match. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Going across uh, to the other side of the NFL now. Going to the NFC games. We've spoken about the uh, AFC matchups this weekend. NFC. San Francisco 49ers are hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know. Are you that, sure? I know that the Dallas Cowboys are coming off of a big win against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, you know, arguably supposed to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, this is a huge statement victory for them to come off of. However, the 49ers are just on fire at the moment. And I think the fact that everyone completely wrote them off and also wrote Brock Purdy off means that they are playing with this got-nothing-to-lose attitude and that makes them unstoppable in a way. Yeah, the 49ers are definitely a different beasts to the Buccaneers. Um, I can't see the Cowboys winning, especially in Levi Stadium. Um, it's going to be a really tough game. But honestly, I see Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Just because... They're so versatile. They've got so many weapons. I mean, George Kittle, like Will mentioned earlier, McCaffrey, Debo, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And I just don't think the Cowboys have have the personnel to deal with that. Do you think this is going to be a convincing 49ers win, Will? Or do you think that they're not going to win? I'd, loved, I'd love to see San Fran demolish the Cowboys. If nothing else goes my way this weekend, that is one thing I want. Charming, <laughs> charming. But but you're so you so you're saying essentially it's going to be a convincing victory for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'm going to shock you here. I think it's going to be 40 seconds left on the clock, <gasps> and the Dallas Cowboys are winning. Sorry, you said be shocked. So. Well, thank you. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be 40 seconds left on the clock. The Dallas Cowboys are winning. Brock Purdy just throws an absolute arm of a ball and they stroll in. You think it's going to be a a Rodgers-esque Hail Mary? I think so. I really really think that we're going to see something as dramatic as that unfold. I don't think San Fran are going to let them get anywhere near it. Yeah, do you know what? That's not where I thought you were going. I thought you were going to go with San Fran winning, Dallas are going to have a kick to win it and Maya is going to have the opportunity to redeem himself because obviously he missed four kicks last week and it seems like I could kick better than him last week um, you probably, I thought you probably could give it a good go yeah probably could I think we should do that as a little a little mini challenge for the social media I think <sighs> we should get a kicking yeah. challenge going see if we can do better than the uh, than the Dallas Cowboys mm. kicking squad yeah and then you know when we put that out there they can just sign us and we'll be NFL players doing this so uh, if you are listening Mr. Mr. Dallas um, Jerry Jones the Jerry Jones Jonesy, my man. Miss, um, Mr. Dallas. <laughs> if you would like to, you know, potentially hit us up, um, we will, we'll get that video out there and we'll let you know how a real kicker can kick um, a ball. Mr. Jones, I can either kick off the floor like they do for a PT or I can do a spiral punt. So, you know, if you want to kick a punter slash hybrid. I'm willing to replace Dak Prescott. <laughs> now let's make a pick. I'm saying a 49ers win. However, it will be a close win. What are you guys saying? 49ers win by two, three touchdowns. By two, three touchdowns. You're probably saying by six touchdowns, aren't you? Don't be silly. 
Seven. <laughs> Excellent. Right. So we've got a convincing victory for the San Francisco 49ers, which means who are they going to go through to face in the NFC Championship game? Will it be the Philadelphia Eagles coming in as the number no. one seed? Or will it be the New York Giants? Damn right it will. No. Um, as much as Will would, you know, be on top of the world, he would also be insufferable. And uh, I don't think my place on the podcast would be any longer um, because my year would be broken from how much talking he would do. Now, this is this is interesting because I think he's genuinely going to... He, he can't be happy for two reasons. He's only going to be happy for one reason. And it'll either be because the Bengals won or the Giants won. Not both of them are going to happen. Uh, 49ers smash Cowboys, uh, Bengals win or Giants win. Any of those three things happen. So he's not going to get all three. I'll get at least one. But you will get at least one. Ooh, does that mean that the Bengals and the Giants are going to lose this weekend? Then? I said at least one. Because the, Meaning uh, two are definitely going to happen. Because the 49ers win is pretty much nailed, set in stone. But um, So the Giants win. What are you talking about? Hey, as long as the Eagles go through and my Super Bowl pick is still in the running, I'll be, I'll be more than happy. This is why I'm saying next week is going to be a very interesting podcast for everyone to listen to what, because what we're going to have at if, least one of us with no, lo- no longer with a Super Bowl pick. What happens if the Giants win mm. and the Bengals win? <laughs> you two. We know, um, no, 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 because we need to wait until the final result from the Super Bowl. Because yeah. if they don't win the Super Bowl, then no one does anything still. Yeah, it's the Super no, no. Bowl, but it's not about no, who no. lasts longer. Yeah, hang on. But if uh, thing is though, if the Bengals still lose the Super Bowl, we all have to do it. No. No, that, or is that's it just not, as long as not what I signed up for? If you read the small print of the contract you signed, um, famously that's, that's, wasn't any. That's not what we signed up for. Um, anyway, so I thought if none of us won, we all had to do it. No, no, no. no. Because then it's not funny. Yeah, we've got three teams out of 32. Yeah, so the chances. Exactly. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles... Because you know the Bills are going to lose. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, it sounds like, are going to win this weekend. Obviously, number one seed against now the lowest ranked seed left on the NFC side of things. Unfortunately, it is the Giants. I still think the Giants could put up a bit of a fight, you know. I think Saquon could really step up to the mark here. I think it's more than just Saquon. Uh, based on based on our uh, performance not, last week. So I'm not sure that Dan Jones can deal with the pressure of the Eagles' defensive line. I don't. I don't think he'll be able to get the same amount of running game in this weekend. And I don't think Dan Jones can pull off a spin like Saquon can. I mean, do you see that spin that he did? I did see that spin. I'm real. I can't do that because I'll probably pull something. But Saquon. He's an exceptional player. <sighs> athlete. Athlete. World class. And the Giants are an exceptional team. Neither of you will admit that over this podcast. But, okay, hang on. Can I hear this from you two? Yes, yeah, uh, sure. If the Giants beat the Eagles, uh-huh. you both have to say that the Giants are an accept- are the best team in the NFC. How about, I just, East. how about I just buy you like an energy drink or something? Yeah, and I'll say... He'll get you a happy hippo. Yeah. From the corner shop. A Freddo. Yeah. I, you can't return the gift that I gave to you for Christmas. That's not how it works. You oh, managed yeah. to get through all those yeah, things, actually. Have, actually. It's interesting that you bring that up, because that's more interesting than talking about the Giants right now. Um, have you got through all those yeah, Freddos? It took me a very long time, but yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed every single one of them. I'm, I'm yeah, so yeah, glad so to thank hear you, you William did. again. Thank you're, you. You're so welcome. Yeah. Do you know what else? I'm still getting through my Lint Advent calendar, because <laughs> I left on the 16th or 17th, I think it was. I'm still eating... 
Oh wait, my way through. I it. Ate all my chocolates that in that in that same <laughs> night. Not even gonna. Not even gonna. New just... year, new year. Yeah, I left the chomp and the curly early though. Understandable. And the fudge. Why do we still have a fudge in a box of Cadbury? I just don't get it. Well, that is another week of the NFL unpacked and taken to bits with two of our in-house NFL experts. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how this weekend unfolds because we're in for a very interesting podcast. Same time next week. So all that's left to do is just thank you both for joining me on another episode of Transatlantic Touchdown. Will, thank you so much. Uh, William, William Godwin, everyone, of the New York Giants. Ethan Walsh, unfortunately, of the losing season Arizona Cardinals. And me, James Roberts, of the winning season Pittsburgh Steelers, despite still having Matt Canada involved in the setup. <laughs> the boys, thank you so much for joining me once again. And thank you for joining, however you've been listening to us, and indeed to our sponsors, Frontcourt Sports Clothing, for all their continued support. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.